0: Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Welcome to another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. I'm Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisor all around good guy and somebody we look forward to talking to each and every week here on the program. Find us online at coveryourassetskc.com to listen to past episodes, ask questions and tap into lots of other great information. We're going to be talking about taxes on today's show. David, one of your favorite topics.
1: You know I actually do love it. <laughs> In a twisted sort of way. I do love this topic because it it hits people up the side of the head, you know, and the, with stuff they just weren't expecting. So I think we're going to cover some, you know, some stuff. For for some of our listeners, it's going to sound pretty basic. For others, there's going to be a an aha moment. And so, what we're hoping is that every listener gets one aha moment today, and it's somewhat useful for the next week. Make a change make yourself happier.
0: I think that's a great way to sort of describe this, because you're right. Every once in a while, we get really in-depth on a particular topic here on the show. Sometimes we're more high-level, and we have people who may be listening to the show for the first time. Other folks might be with us for the 100-plus episodes that we've been doing this podcast. And so, wherever you are on that spectrum, hopefully you can get at least one good nugget from today's conversation as we uh, zoom out, hit some important talks, conversations, and uh, develop the show from there. So we're going to be talking specifically about about tax consequences and some of the pros and cons of you know various account types. So you may have a 401k or an IRA or maybe wondering, okay, IRA versus Roth IRA, what's that going to look like? And we'll even broaden out to talk a little bit about CDs, that thing that maybe your, your parents invested in back in the day perhaps, <laughs> and uh, maybe get into a little insurance conversation as well. We're going to try and cover all of these uh, moving parts, these different account types and look at the tax consequences. Of them, so this should be pretty fun. It'll be basic in some ways for maybe new listeners, but like we said, there's going to be some good nuggets in here, even if you're pretty familiar with these accounts. Because one thing that we know, David, the rules are always changing, right? So each year there may be a small tweak or something to this kind of conversation.
1: That is for sure. Congress is hard pressed to actually leave things alone for very long. So, (laughs) Uh, but I think the things we're going to talk about today are are pretty bedrockish in that. Uh, we can pretty much count on most of the things we're going to talk about staying you know, pretty firm for the next, <laughs> at least for the next year or two.
0: Careful, David. Careful. Just yeah, when you, exactly. Just when you think it's safe to go back in the water, <laughs> things change on you. All right, let's start with tax-deferred accounts. This is one of those big buzzwords. If you're trying to learn a little bit about finances and retirement planning and accounts, you're going to come across the word tax-deferred accounts. And so here we're talking about things like 401Ks and IRAs, right?
1: Exactly, if you're a teacher or a government worker, it might be a 403B. There are some plans that are called 457 plans. They are things that typically you put money in on a, ta- on a direct payroll basis. So you get paid and they just deduct money and put it into a 401K at work. Money you never see, it goes into a kind of automatic retirement savings, it's a beautiful thing. If it's an IRA, you have to do that yourself. But you write a check to um, an IRA company. And uh, the, the big benefit of that is other than you're feathering your own nest for retirement, which is a big benefit, but you get a tax deduction now. And so let's say you make $100,000, you put $6,000 into your IRA or maybe $10,000 into your 401k at work uh, using that ladder as, as the example. 100,000 of income, 10,000 of 401k contribution. So you end up only telling the IRS you made 90 grand this year. So you get the tax deduction now. The the cons, that's the big benefit. Two big benefits. You're saving for your own retirement and you get a tax benefit now. The con or the negative is well, once you start taking that money out in retirement, every penny of contribution you made and every penny of growth is taxable just as ordinary income or at your highest marginal tax bracket based on the other income you have so it, it's super t- it's tax efficient now and it's not very tax efficient when you retire and the more you have in retirement well the higher your tax bracket is going to be on those withdrawals a couple other things to keep in mind when you're 59 and a half or younger you're going to pay a 10 percent penalty plus the taxes if you want to get that money out. There's some, you know, smallish exceptions, which are easy to Google, but you know, first time home buyer, or maybe paying down some, um, some school expenses. So there are certain ways to get pieces of money out before 59 and a half. But generally speaking, you're going to pay the taxes and a penalty. And then the last thing to remember is, even if you don't Need the money in retirement. You've done great. You've got a lot of money set aside. You got a big Social Security check and maybe a pension. Once you reach 72, age 72, the IRS is going to make you start taking money out of these accounts. It's called a required minimum distribution. It's a particular percentage at age 72, and the percentage goes up each year. And it's just a way to get money out of those accounts so that they can be taxed. Super good accounts, easy way to save for your in retirement, and so highly recommended.
0: Very popular accounts, obviously, since they're so easy to access for so many people and set up through employers, and uh, often, at least, and uh, just, uh, yeah, it's good to have a good idea of the pros and cons of those kinds of accounts. All right, David, up next. Yeah, Yeah. let's go. R-O-T-H. Rock, rock, rock. Ah, the old Roth IRA makes its return to the podcast. Uh, more broadly, we're talking about tax-free accounts. Roth IRAs, I think, included in that group, of course. And hey, that's that's a good deal, right? I mean, the, the one of the pros is in the word, is in the definition of these types of accounts, <laughs> tax-free. Exactly. I like that,
1: tax-free. Yeah, yeah. So, so usually those are going to include Roth IRAs and health savings accounts. If you have a high deductible healthcare plan. But let's focus on Roth IRAs in particular. Um, withdrawals after 59 and a half are tax-free and there are no required distributions out of your Roth. Now, could that change in the future? I suppose they could start requiring distributions of regular people. Well, I'm not going to get into the proposed tax bill right now, which has a required distribution for a, for a Roth IRAs that are over $10 million. And that's few and far between but generally speaking there are not required distributions from ERoth. Roth and anything you take out after 59 and a half is tax-free. A couple of uh, a cons, there is a five-year rule which says that unless the account has been open for more than five years, you might have to pay a tax or a penalty. Here's the thing to know about that. If you're over 59 and a half, you can take the amount, actually, anybody can take the amount that they put in, the amount of contribution. You can take that out anytime and you don't have a tax or a penalty. But the earnings on that money, if the account has not been open for five years and you're over 59 and a half, then the earnings are going to be taxable, but you don't pay any penalty on that. If you're under 59 and a half, and the account has not been open for five years, well, then you're gonna pay a 10% penalty and tax on the earnings. But again, you can always take the amount you contributed to that Roth out, you can take that out anytime without tax
0: or penalty. Good to know, and you can see then the difference there between a tax-deferred account and a tax-free account. Then we have the third kind of category here, David, where we have a taxable account. So we're not deferring the taxes. We're not getting away with not paying the taxes. And now we have an actual, just taxable account.
1: Yeah. So this could be a this could be a bank account, a super high interest (laughs) bank account, which don't exist anymore. Uh, But it could be a a brokerage account is typically what you have, and maybe that's money you inherited from somebody. Um, So the defining difference here is that all earnings, typically dividends and interest, and any realized gains during the year are taxable each year. How do you know they're taxable? Well, the firm that, that holds that money for you is gonna send you a 1099 at the end of the year, saying, well, here's how much you earned in interest, dividends, and gains. So interest that you earn on these accounts and short-term capital gains are taxed as ordinary income. And that's not very good. It's not as good as it could be, if you can qualify for long-term capital gains. Uh, So that is basically your ordinary income tax rate. Your dividends, however, and long-term capital gains, and most people would know a long-term capital gain is an investment that you've held for more than one year. When you sell something like that, you get a preferential tax rate. If you're in the the 10 or the 12% tax bracket, well, your tax on that is zero. If you're in a a higher tax bracket, it's going to be either um, 15%, maybe 20%, 10, 15, or 20%. And they're getting ready to monkey with that a little bit with this new tax bill that is going to be um, voted on, probably passed sometime this fall. But taxable accounts, uh, you get a 1099 each year. And there are ways to reduce your taxes uh, on those accounts, depending on the types of investments you hold in there. Long-term capital gains and dividends are your best alternatives for um, how how you're going to get taxed on money that's in a taxable
0: account. Again, very helpful differences between tax-deferred accounts, tax-free accounts, and taxable accounts. I invite you to go back to the beginning of the episode and re-listen to this portion if any of that is still uh, in question or if you need help uh, getting that to sink in a little bit further because, uh, you know, trying, if you're trying to understand this new listener, may be uh, a lot to absorb all at once. So that's a great thing about podcasts. You can listen to things twice or as many times as you'd like. So again, go back, listen to those three if you still have questions about them, and that might give you some more uh, retention of this information. Of course, you can always reach out to David for further explanation and context about how it all works with your particular plan. Cover your assets, KC.com, get in touch that way, or call 913-317-1414. Contact info in the description of today's show for you as well. All right, what about CDs, David? I feel like nobody talks about CDs anymore these days, but we've still got some uh, taxable considerations there, right?
1: You do. So uh, CDs aren't talked about much anymore because the rates are just super, super low. Uh, That's mainly because your local bank doesn't really want your money. Now, your local banker might disagree with that when you're sitting in front of him or her, but honestly, they're not competing with the bank down the street to get more and more deposits because they're having a hard time lending out as much money as they have. So the, the pro, the positive of the CD is it's super safe, especially under $250,000 because that's the FDIC limit, uh, for their insurance. So it's insured under $250,000. And they're super liquid. There is a penalty for early withdrawal, but a lot of times the penalty for early withdrawal is say, six months of interest. Well, the interest rate is so low that that's a really, really low penalty. So you can consider them to be pretty liquid. Those are the pros. The cons are, well, they have a super low interest rate and the interest that you earn is taxable as ordinary income. There's no tax preference on the income you earn from a CD or any other bank product. And one other goofy thing about CDs, the interest is earned whether you have received it or not. So for instance, let's say you have a two year bank CD. Well, the bank is gonna send you a 1099 after the first year, even if you haven't received that interest yet. It's gonna be calculated on the amount of accrued interest that you will be receiving once the CD actually matures. So you might be kind of surprised to get that 1099 in the mail saying, wait a minute, I haven't earned, I haven't been paid any interest. Uh, But the rules say, well, you've earned it, even though you haven't
0: received it. Good to know. Again, little nuances, all these different accounts, important to understand them. Uh, All right, last but not least, David, the insurance world, what about life insurance and the tax consequences there?
1: Yeah, so, so we've done a couple of good podcasts on who might need life insurance. And frankly, there are reasons to have it, whether you're in your 20s and married with kids or whether you're in your 70s and trying to do some estate planning. The proceeds, the death benefit that the beneficiaries receive from a life insurance policy is always, I, I can't think of a time when it wouldn't be tax free. So you get a tax-free death benefit when somebody dies and you're named as a beneficiary. That's the same on term life insurance and permanent life insurance. There are a couple of other pros, benefits to um, permanent life insurance that are really pretty, uh, not very well understood. One is living benefits. You tend to think of life insurance as something you only get to use if you die, but with a permanent life insurance, you can use an accelerated death benefit to pay for long-term care, for instance. And that may, after pricing it out, that may be your best choice as far as how to fund long-term care insurance for yourself. If you've never checked that out and you're concerned about having long-term care benefits, you should absolutely check that out as a, as a way to fund that. There are other permanent um, policies that will allow you to take money out of them in your retirement. And that income is tax free. That's a fairly complicated strategy. I have a number of clients that have used it, but it's a fairly complicated strategy. You want to have a nice long discussion uh, before you enter into one of those agreements. But that's a tried and true way for higher net worth people to create a tax-free income for themselves in retirement. So there are a lot of pros to uh, life insurance. The cons, well, the con is typically nobody wants to talk about (laughs) life insurance because it involves their own death. And so that's kind of a, that's kind of a not so hot thing. Plus there's this reality that you're paying for something that you hope you never use. And if it's used, you're unlikely to be here because (laughs) you've died. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a super benefit for the people you left behind. If you happen to be the one, um, that's insured and it's your death benefit that your family's benefiting from.
0: I feel like of uh, all the accounts, the life insurance one is where people maybe don't understand the uh, the pros and cons and the tax consequences as much as maybe some of the more you know popular accounts that get talked about a lot. Life insurance has some sneaky uh, benefits and uh, you know little 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 uh, nooks and crannies that maybe uh, a lot of people don't know about.
1: It is, and there are, there are so many different types of life insurance policies. Most of which are not going to fit your particular situation. So it's easy thing to ignore. But if you get somebody who can help you through that, who understands the different types, understands what problem you're trying to solve, and then helps you understand this is just another way to solve your problem. And it might be a good solution for you. What you need to just make sure of is that the life insurance policy you're buying is really good for you and your family and not necessarily good for the person who's selling it to you. There are significant benefits. And you just want to make sure that they're benefits to you.
0: Great information on today's show. If you have questions about what we've talked about, these tax consequences for various accounts and want to get further information from David and the team at KC Financial Advisors, get in touch by calling 913-317-1414. or go online to coveryourassetskc.com and uh, find plenty of places there on the website where you can click contact and get in touch via the web. And also find other great resources and information. I know you've written blogs about this topic, David, and we have lots of past podcasts about various tax consequences or breakdowns on some of these individual accounts like Roth IRAs and 401Ks and IRAs and plenty of life insurance discussions as well. So Lots of that good information out there for you as well on CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, thanks for the help on the program today. Looking forward to another show with you next week.
1: Yep, I'm looking forward to it as well, Walter. Thanks.
0: All right. If you have uh, any questions, again, please don't hesitate to reach out. We'll talk to you again in a week. New episodes every seven days right here on the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Thanks for listening. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and KC financial advisors are independent of each other. For full disclosures, please visit our website at www.coveryourassetskc.com.